keeping it moving. Like, what are we doing? If we ain't moving, keeping it groovy. Hey, uh, hey, yeah, uh, I own a business, I don't own a suit. They don't want to squeeze, but they want the juice. Hey, it all fall on me, I don't make an excuse. So I don't got time to get them a suit. I do what I do, I'm making it work. You doing too much, you making it worse. I'm hitting the road, I'm making the merch. When I get home, I make it to church. Uh, I'm overseas, acting like I'm back in the borough. Shout your, I'm spending euros. I need dessert, I got the churl, I give them work. Like referral, I got the word, and that's eternal. I write the raps, I don't write a journal. Hey, let's have a conversation. I ain't the type to go talk crazy when they come around, act all gravy. That's just not how my mama raised me. My the league that's the operation is moving keeping it moving what are we doing if we ain't moving keeping it moving like what are we doing if we ain't moving keeping it groovy yeah we keeping it moving keeping it moving it's your boy kingpin big drake made men radio show big drake what's up with your boy Oh, nothing much, Kingpin. How you doing, my brother? Man, living life corona-free. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Hey, man, I, we had already told the fam, said, uh, go tell the fam, if you got to be locked in, at least we got to give you something to listen to. Yes, sir. <laughs> man, it's been, I've been tripping, though, looking at Instagram and, 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 and all the things and seeing the people uh, uh, going through sports withdrawals right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I see who some dudes had went on and filled out their brackets, and then took an old version of NCAA basketball on PlayStation and hit uh, and created a tournament and hit simulate and was betting on their brackets. <laughs> wow, that's when you jonesing pretty hard right there, bro. You got it bad. I was like, man, uh, these dudes is simulating. Like, I, and I think, man, I don't think NCAA basketball been out since like 2008. <laughs> it's been it's a been long a time. It's been a minute. <laughs> uh, it, it had, I, I will admit, I was looking at this morning. I, I told him, I was like, what the, what's on SportsCenter? I'm like, because when you look on all the ESPN channels, bro, yesterday they were showing like a 2002 Florida-Florida State game. It was going to be followed by a 1993 Florida State-Florida game. I mean, dog, it's it's, it's bad. <laughs> well, you know, at least they playing that. Like, right after the NBA had canceled all his games or canceled the season, on your guide it would show – you know, Pelican Celtics or whatever. I'm like, well, maybe let me, let me click it, and it's just dudes on there talking. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, like, come, come on. on. <laughs> and even so at my, least they playing old old games. They are, so you can watch some football. It just you know, it, don't try to bet on those games because somebody's gonna scam you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and my I kids, I bet you they got some idiot doing somebody, that. Yeah, I got I got fifty on Florida State. Bet. Yeah. <laughs> Bet I, I got I'm gonna double down on I, that. <laughs> I take you put a hundred on it. You talking big trash? <laughs> put a hundred on it. My boys are big uh, WWE fans, and mm-hmm. uh, so WWE is still showing their stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. They just moved all their matches into their performance uh, center down in Orlando, so it's not mm-hmm. in front of a live crowd. So Friday night, my my boys was watching SmackDown, and my youngest, he's really the fan. He came in, he was like, "This is horrible." <laughs> He's like, I didn't realize how much the fans impacted this. It's like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, he, he said, it's absolutely horrible. He's like, I'm, I'm going to stop recording until you tell me they're going back live again. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't want to see no more. <laughs> I guess with, with wrestling, it would be a big difference. It is. Because, <laughs> you know, in football and basketball, I, I was hoping that they still had the tournament. They just, you know, shut the attendance off and, right. and whatnot. Because Cass was still going to play hard. Because they still yeah, play. You still can watch it, and, and but but wrestling because of the dynamics of what wrestling really is is entertainment. Yeah, I guess Inter- you entertainment. I, I guess you need <laughs> folks to be entertained. <laughs> what to be getting good? He was like, "This is horrible." He's like, "No, seriously." He's like, "Dad, this is the worst thing ever." He's like, mm. "I'm watching it, but it's horrible." <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's bad. It's like you don't even know what moves are good moves. He's like, and like even the commentators, they just had two people. That's all they could have in the arena. Yeah. So you got two wrestlers and two commentators. <laughs> and one of the commentators, and they're not like the normal commentators. It was like uh Triple H who's like an executive and some other dude that's like an executive. It's like, and they're not even good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, boy. He he's struggling with it, man. Um bruh, so <laughs> It, there seems to be a lot of different legions of people. Some people think that this is just significant overreaction or whatever. And then other people, you know, just like, no, this is the necessary precautions. I was wondering about you. I started to hit you up this week and see when did they dismiss y'all? And uh, how, how did y'all get issued out? Well, um, next week is our spring break. And okay. I left on Wednesday night because I'm having eye surgery next Friday and had to go for my post-op and all that stuff. Okay. I mean, pre-op on Thursday. So I left Wednesday to go to my doctor's appointment on Thursday and whatnot. And while I'm at the doctor's appointment, I, I got a, a text from the, the D.C. He was like, man, I think they're getting ready to shut us down. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Well, no, let's go. Well, we're in meetings right now. By 10, 30, 11 o'clock, he texted me back and said, man, they didn't shut the school down. Yep. So um, the school is shut down. They've sent all the kids home or sent them wherever they need to go. Because, right. you know, it's one of them situations where you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of right. here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're going home so, or not. Uh, you leaving here. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I know I know we're shut for at least Two the weeks. 30th. 30th. Okay. Yeah, at least the 30th. Maybe even longer. And you know, being me, you know what my next question was. <laughs> Am I getting paid? <laughs> Am I getting paid? <laughs> as long as that shit keep coming. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm, I'm not present, Alabama. but uh, am I getting paid? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but of course his response is, man, we salary. We, You know, we should get paid. Then also knowing me, my next thought was, well, what about the your hourly workers? Yeah. And the people that work in the calf and the people that's in housekeeping that's and the grounds doing. crew. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, what's what's going to happen? They, they, they got to get paid too, you know? And right. So hopefully um, – for, for now, I hadn't dug into all the details, but I think some of the legislation was passed uh, by the House and waiting on the Senate right now. Uh, hopefully, should be able to kind of um, be a portion of that. Um, I think some of those types of provisions are tied into that bill. Uh, yeah, that, I ain't got no faith in them dudes. Well, <laughs> I think they passed it in the House. President Trump already tweeted out, "Hey, I'm signing this time and hit my desk. Y'all gonna do what you need to do and get it here." The Senate, the House didn't pass until late Friday night, I think. So the Senate had already uh, left for the weekend. Uh, and so supposedly when they, they, they arrive back tomorrow morning, 
uh, it should be on that. Uh, hopefully, they'll go ahead and take a day and pass it, and then President Trump will assign it. Um, but but I hope it does have some provisions. However, I'm, I'm with, here's where I'm in the boat with you. Mm-hmm. I know it's got provisions to pay folks, but I wonder who gonna get who is the, those folks because they always yeah. say it's gonna cover folks, but they really care about the people down there in Mississippi at the community college that that keeps the Correct. ground. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, yeah. when they talk about federal pl- employees or state employees, are they talking about them cats? Or are they talking about the legislation and those cats? That's that's yeah. that's really my yeah. concern because the people because even my concern when I thought about y'all this week. I was like, oh, my God, what is these kids going to do? Because you got some kids, man, they've been – look, the two the two to three square meals y'all give them, that's the bit – they've been living high off the hole. This is the best they done lived all yeah, their life, man. man. I mean, we, we have several kids that we hate for them to leave because we know they're not going to eat on a regular basis. Yeah. And they come back, They, you know, so – Left 300, come back 212. Yeah, in, in junior <laughs> college, uh, because there really is no – I mean, there is summer school, but we don't make our kids go to summer school because we got to pay for all that. Right. So they get after spring, they get essentially nine weeks away from us, and we're always scared See, because those four off. or five kids that don't have a, a steady income of food, they they you 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 joking about two twenty and come back. I mean, come three hundred, come back two twenty. I mean, it'd be drastic like that. Do three oh nine and come back two sixty five. We're like, what? But he, he, <laughs> yeah. well, you you just moved from D tagger to D in. <laughs> yeah, but, but when we got him, he was he was two twenty. Yeah. So we put all that weight on him over over a year and some change. And now you got to almost start. You took three steps back, so you got to start back. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was. I was concerned about that, man. I was like, man, what about these kids? Because, again, I knew mo- uh, a good majority of your kids, uh, they don't come from – I mean, you know what I'm saying? They they, 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 they on the struggle bus. Yeah, so, yes, uh, yes, they are. I was concerned about that, man. So some of my prayers this week have really been toward that, like when they, they dismiss the schools. You know, some of these kids, that's the only two two meals they get every day. And, and it's crazy, bro. Um, you, you know, in the world we're thinking about it, we think – I mean, it's so – nonchalantly to say, hey, y'all, if you sick, just stay home. Hey, we're we going to send everybody home for two weeks. And I know it's the right thing to do, but it yeah. comes off so nonchalantly because it's coming from people that don't really know what it means to miss a check or have an yeah. impact from missing a check. So it's yeah. easy for me to just straight up just say, oh, man, like us sports fans, like I'm, I'm feeling a little bit. I've been playing more uh, Xbox than ever this weekend. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just pleasure. I, you know, thinking about for others, it's life or death. Like missing, yeah. canceling the rest of the NBA season is life or death for some people because yeah. that means they're not getting a paycheck for the next four months. All these music festivals that got canceled. Bro, do you know how many small businesses will fail during this last, from the, the, the effects of this last month of this virus? Yeah. Like some people ain't coming back from this. I was reading the South, South by Southwest Music Festival down in Austin that got canceled. Like some people had already stocked up for the festival because they canceled it within a two-week window, so they already had paid for the shipment of food and supplies uh, for it, and they went on. They didn't went on went back went out of business, bro. Already, like already, wow, it was like yeah. I can't recover from that. I, it was I had to go in debt to buy it, and that and then they were saying some of the business in South by Southwest, like they will earn half of their year's annual gross. From that two weeks festival, mm. 
half. <laughs> so they was like, man, I'm out. It's, I mean, it's a wrap. Like, I can't even afford to keep the lights on now. Wow. And everything I just bought is going to go to waste <clears throat> because it's food and perishable stuff. I saw um, a report on Twitter. I don't know how true it is, but it had talked about, it had named the, I don't know the correct title, the the health administrator or whatever he is, that uh, months ago he had advised President Trump that, hey, this is going to be a problem. We need to do things. And he kind of dismissed it saying, well, you know, all these people testing positive with coronavirus is not good for a, pres- a presidency. So he kind of dismissed it. And then now we're in a situation we're in now. And, you know, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's just propaganda and, and people wanting to, to bash Trump and blame him for everything. You know, it's clear that you and I are not Trump fans, but right. we are reasonable and sensible people. That's you right. know what I mean? That's right. <clears throat> so I don't know how true it is, but I will say this. Historically, a lot of times when things go bad and it has a great effect on the United States and humanity, like the government knew about it beforehand and they, they just played it weak. Like, oh, you know, j- just like 9-11, they had all this information. Oh, ain't nothing going to happen. Yeah. Then all, <laughs> yeah, yeah. all of a sudden we in mass terror, like, uh, yeah, see what had happened was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. You know, it, it is plausible that he did have this information and, and then dismissed it. And, and now we in, let's hear if and get something done mode. Yeah. And, and see, I, so I agree. I, I think he did. And even up to last week, his, his, his press conferences and news conferences were very dismissive to the point that Mike Pence would come around like, you know, eight hours later and come on and be like, yeah, that's not really right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, like having to come back and like, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, he should have never said that. Here's what was really this true story. So and, and it has been very dismissive. And I do think it may have delayed. I will not. I'll, I'll say this. I think we'd still be where we are today no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. I, I Here's the things I think would have changed, though. I do think had we put a little bit more urgency, maybe three to four days more, that's just three to four days earlier that we could have had valid testing kits because test kits just arrived and became plentiful beyond the CDC and the state health departments just on Thursday of this week. First time that you could actually get them to some of the private industries to be able to actually test people for it. Uh, and, and we still don't know how far away we are from a vaccine or, vi- uh, you know, or, uh, uh, or drug or something to be able to treat it. So so I think, uh, you know, since the urgency could have been more, which which would have got us three to four days headway on it. I still think ultimately well, we would have well, had to shut stuff I down. Read, the, re- the report I read is that he he knew the, he, he has known about this for months, not just days. Oh, like who, 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 whoever was doing whatever their job is to do, like they saw this coming. <laughs> like we told like, you. hey, we need to go ahead on and, yeah. and put some stuff in place. So this could, the, the way the report read that I read, it was talking about this could have been prevented. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's, and and I guess it's it's always a risk, you know. It's like, but. You know how how much how much risk is it to be able to go ahead and have behind the scenes the healthcare people going on? Hey, I'm gonna go and drop y'all a hundred thousand uh, dollars, a two hundred uh, million dollars because mm-hmm. I blow that in a, in a day talking about the freaking wall. So here go a million. Yeah. Go ahead and get started on that. Let's see what. We're, it I, it was funny. I was just watching this morning on Instagram. Um, it was showing um, comparison. 
from Fox News, of course, uh, of their coverage of President Trump and the coronavirus versus mm-hmm. uh, President Obama during the Ebola uh, epidemic. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, during during President Obama, it's uh, uh, they start saying, you know, Obama brought it in. And just I mean, it was, it was just all crazy stuff about his failures. And then President Trump's during this time now is like, oh, the Dems are just making this all up. And they're, they, you know, they're fantasizing this and that, you know, they're, they're blowing this story up bigger than it is, just trying to tarnish his his presidency. I'm like, no, like everybody should just be, hey, what do we do? How do we respond? And to yeah. me, when you seen it, it's different when it was just China. But then it moved from China to Italy to Europe. I mean, the way it started moving, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, we probably, yeah, we probably should have did something a little bit faster. Or should have, to, mm-hmm. to your point of the story, it's hard for me not to believe that people within our government or in, in our intellectual community did not know that this probably was going to hit us very hard and, and was a very real uh, realistic threat. So yeah, I, I don't know, man. We stand in the crib. Uh, <laughs> we done went out a little bit. We hadn't been like, um, you know, like locked in or chained in. Um, mm-hmm. But but we have been 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 held up pretty good. My son's my oldest is still going out to work, which is crazy to me. Uh, but I'm like, hey, you gotta get your paper. Just make sure when you come home, you go up to your room and, and close that door because uh, you get it. You gonna <laughs> stay up there by yourself. Hey? I ain't messing with you, brother. Uh, but and it's funny. Uh, I was watching a video of Donovan Mick Mitchell, who's the second mm-hmm. uh, player on the Jazz that got it, and he he sent out a video I think late yesterday or last night or something. And he said he's feeling fine, um, and and uh, he's just just following all the guidance. And that seems to kind of be a little bit par for the course. It appears that for for people our age and younger, um, mm-hmm. the impact really of it is very minimal, actually. Uh, it really is. Yeah. It really is. The people that are dying are usually 60 and above with some pre-existing condition already. Yes. So th- those yes. are really the high. And, and, and some ki- children with pre-existing. Well, nope. I read a thing that they still don't really know truly the impact of kids yet. No, um, it hasn't. So so I guess that. So I'm like the people. I'm, ner- I'm nervous for my grandparents because yeah, both of yeah. them have COPD. Uh, they're both in that 70, 70 plus year uh, age range. And and then I got I got family that uh, what well, this is my maiden. I got family that's crackheads and they be going in and out. Uh, oh, <laughs> and you know, I, so that really makes me concerned uh, because I don't know that they understand the significance or impact that they could have if they mess around, bring that thing in from a pipe or whatever, and get mm-hmm. and, and have it have uh, have contact with my grandparents. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. That that that's 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 really the big concern for me. I think me and my family be straight. We for the most part we're we're all pretty pretty strong. And even if we have had our first confirmed case here in Hamilton County, uh, mm-hmm. up here in Tennessee with us, I don't know if y'all had any Auburn. I would suspect so. We had one in Montgomery so far. I okay. hadn't heard anything about Auburn, but it it. You remember what I said last week? Was that <laughs> all it's gonna take is the right person to get it? Oh yeah, that's right. That's it. Well, the right people didn't got it. Yeah, so the they're going to figure when, it out. With Tom Hanks and yeah, the two, three NBA players got it, I'm like, yeah, that, that's that's it. So, oh, let me go ahead and start this out and make this announcement so that all our Made Men family knows. Uh, our, our homeboy, Jeff Knows Money, a.k.a. Humidor, a.k.a. Talking Cash Podcast, 
uh, wanted to want to make sure that once we got back on the radio, that we let everybody know that uh, the University of Alabama has claimed the 2020 NCAA Men's and Women's <laughs> National Championship. Uh, yeah. so- <laughs> <laughs> he said they will be having ring ceremonies whenever uh the, the school is back in <laughs> back in session. And uh he was like, Why not? <laughs> yeah, he said he printing t shirts and everything. <laughs> he said he all in. So 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 you heard it here first. The twenty twenty uh NCAA men's and women's national championship national champion is the University of Alabama, Crimson Tide. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. Now it, that that was, bro. I I thought I felt like when you saw the March Madness got canceled, I was yeah. like, oh, they're going to fix this. They're going to go fix this. Yeah, because you got yeah. the right people. We said when the right people get it, when the right people's pockets got hit, you gonna mm-hmm. find some that to fix this. Because again, yes. dude, I mean that's what. I, I mean, I I told my wife I hadn't even read no reports. I would venture to guess anywhere from two to four billion dollars lost for March Madness. Yeah, yeah. Jeff knows money was telling me that this is really when the NCAA makes their their cash. Right. It's doing the tournament. That's right. They make far more than that than football and all that. Yeah, bowl seasons and all that. That's that's, that's private stuff. And yeah, because I think the overhead for all that stuff is far more significant. But but this mm-hmm. March Madness thing, this is this is the money maker. So. I'd be interested to see also the impact of the overall college football, college sports next year without having had that cash uh, surplus come in to kind of stand to prop them up for another year. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm yeah. sure they got enough reserves, but I, I mean, I, I bet the impact will be significant. And they're even talking about giving these cat kids uh, another year eligibility uh, for all spring sport athletes. Um, I, I think that's a great idea. I do too. But in, in you know, I, I I'm wondering, are you really just gonna be able to say spring sport athletes, or are you gonna have to go ahead and go for the full calendar year, because the impact to the football programs is still significant too, though, because yeah. where you you usually have kids graduating early, many of them can't now, they can't come on in for spring, so they're already like a year behind. I mean, you know, where you could have had that three to four month window where you catch up, they they mm-hmm. they coming in behind. So I think yeah. the impact on every sport is going to be there. Yeah, yeah. So I agree. I say, man, I, I, I it, it is. Um, <laughs> our kids said, "Hey, what did y'all do when y'all miss school like this?" I was like, "Hey, we never had to miss school like this. I've never been. This is the first time I've ever seen this." I said, "I would think the only thing that that's close in comparison to this is is like the was it like the smallpox back in like the twenties or something like that." I I don't I can't remember any other time where um, something of health regards impacted the country like this? Well, I'm pretty sure before our time, polio and yellow fever and all this stuff, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it had major impact. But another thing to remember is that the military, technology-wise, even medical-wise, they're 10 years ahead of us. Right. Like, it's... Like they, something's gonna get figured out, and and the majority of everyone will be fine. I I, I do, you know, I'm one. Let's let's always side on the on on precaution, but I I do think people are just freaking out way too much. But I know, like the 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 doomsday preppers, they probably be like I told you, I told you, we've been ready. 
told you. My, my so, wife said all of the all of the couponers she followed been like, man, I've been waiting for this day all my life. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it's, they've been screaming to this day. But to, and also, I don't know how to phrase this. I, I do. So I think this has also brought awareness to people who don't wash their hands. <laughs> Them nasty folks out there that don't wash their hands. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude. Sometimes I hate going into the bathroom with another coworker, just because now I know for a fact they don't wash their hands, <laughs> and, and you know how clean I am. So that that changes my whole perspective of as a person. It does, whether it's right or wrong. I'm not dapping you up anymore. There ain't no high fives. We ain't. I'm not prepping you. Nothing. <laughs> you, you, you know how I know. I do know how you are. <laughs> Yeah, it has highlighted those people. <laughs> like, y'all the people, if we got rid of all the nasty people that don't wash their hands, we've been all right. <laughs> what he should have did is quarantined everybody or, or shot everybody that did wash their hands, and we'd be oh, fine. You'd be amazed how many people go in there, and I, I, I can only speak for men, but women do it too. But <laughs> going there, man, I, I got a coworker. He, he will lean on the, the urinal. <laughs> Oh, like it's his support. <laughs> he rub that thing down, make out with it for a second, shake off, and just walk on out that thing. Oh, <laughs> rub his lips. Ain't yeah, the ain't, ain't the cleanest uh, piece of instrument around. <laughs> and, and he lean because you know some some guys like to I don't know like to lean forward or grab on or something, and I don't know what they want to get. I, they want to point it all the way down. <laughs> I can't explain it, but. He and that hugged up with the dog on urinal, and I mean, they just walk out. Yeah, uh, woo! That was a good one. So, Let's go. Get somebody high five on the way out too. I try to. I try like at like at lunchtime, and this is dead serious. So, by the salad bar, there's a, a soup section. Yeah. And some man, sometimes they be having gumbo, that broccoli cheddar. Like people at that school be sleeping on the soup. The soup be banging. Yeah. So because my coworkers see I'm always getting soup, they started getting soup. They're like, man, I had no idea that was over. <laughs> if he gets the ladle before I do, I don't eat soup that day. <laughs> or if he goes back for sex, like have you if, got yours? Like, if I got mine, he like, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, that they got gumbo today. Oh, I'm gonna get me some of that. I'm, I'm done. I'm, God, even dog, though I, I, want I wanted the second round of gumbo, I'm not getting. It. I'm good. I'm I'm straight. I ain't gonna even get. I'll no be more. disappointed. My feelings be hurt. But <laughs> but Big Drake, if you if you if you put you put you a heavy glob of Perel on your hands before you grab the ladle and then after, you should be fine. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. nah, the stuff he gets on his hands lives throughout Perel. It, it drinks. Yeah, because he, man, because uh-uh, he, man, he's stroking it. <laughs> nah, nah, I ain't doing it, dog. <laughs> I ain't doing it, dog. I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I've seen, nope, nope, I'm good. I, I can only imagine what all he does with his hands, and he never watches them. So, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm done, dog. I'm, I can't do it. Only time that cat washes his hands when he take a shower. <laughs> and he probably um he probably on the bathe weekly. <laughs> That's bad, bro. I don't blame I you, man. I don't blame you, brother. I don't blame you. I understand. And, and, and that's why. So, like the place not to eat right now. I I, I want to see what kind of, what's we're hitting. 
how Golden Stocks, Golden Corral stock is hitting right now. Because, I, I mean, like you said, you know how I many, like you're going to Corral, you know how they let little kids just go all up in there. You'll see somebody pick something up and put it right back. I'm like, like you literally touched that with your hands. And yeah, you just put it right man. back in there? People nasty, bro. Yeah. People are just flat out nasty. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I didn't tell the tell the family. So so last Sunday, uh, I made a big decision and decided uh, to to start this new diet. Um, the uh, some some of my coworkers I had seen uh, were doing this diet, and and one of the operators, his his wife is like one of the coaches or whatever. And so I seen him do it, and he had dropped a whole lot of weight. And then one of my peers did it. He was already kind of skinny, wasn't really fat. So I don't, I couldn't tell whether or not it really he dropped a lot of weight or not. And then the other day, I seen this other dude that had been seeing uh, this fall, and like, man, he probably he probably about. I mean, he a big dude, about six four, six six three, six four. Probably about uh, he probably was about a good two sixty, two seventy. And bro, mm-hmm. I seen him the other day, and he was like he about one twenty. I mean, not one twenty, about two twenty. Two ten, yeah, about two twenty, two ten. I'm like, all right, dude, was you on the nuclear? We called, I called it the nuclear diet. I was like, was you on the nuclear diet? He's like, bro, changed my <laughs> life. I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm gonna try it. So it's pricey. Mm-hmm. That's why I had kind of held off because I knew it cost a lot of money. Because it's just like, um, it's one of those programs you pay and they send you all your food for a month. That's what oh, it like is. um like Weight Watchers. Yeah, ca- no, well, not, no, not Weight Watchers. Like um, kind of like Slim Fast or well, Slim Fast kind of um, shakes. Nutrisystem. Nutrisystem, yeah, like Nutrisystem. So they send you all your meals, and then you only have to feed every day. You have to fix one lean and green meal. Uh, so I get five, and they call them fuelings. So I get five fuelings uh, to eat every day, and then I fix a one lean and green meal. Um, mm-hmm. but anyway, I, I, so I did, I started it cause again, I, I wanted to go into 40, man. I'm, I'm at the heaviest I was in my life. Uh, and I'll tell the, tell the, tell the fam, uh, I started, I had gotten up to probably 336. I think one day I weighed, I was 336, mm-hmm. but at the start last Monday, uh, I was 331, um, last Monday and I, I, or last Sunday. And then I started Monday. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I will say, bruh. I picked a great time to do this uh, because yeah. – <laughs> uh, so I don't have to worry about eating out because I can't eat out anyway. Uh, and this morning I got on a scale and I was at uh, 316. That's that's seven days in. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah so I dropped 13. My goal uh, is to get under 300 uh, by the end of the month uh, and and to be and, – and my ultimate weight is to get back down to about 260, 250, 250 260. Um, mm-hmm. cause I told a woman when me and her talked about, you know, what my goals are I'm like, look, I don't want to be skinny. I like, I want to be healthy, but I don't want to be skinny. Yeah. I'm like, I've been big yeah. all my life. If, if somebody run up on me, I still need to be to knock somebody out. <laughs> I said, so <laughs> two, I said, my life 250 is where I felt like I looked the best. And, and you know, mm-hmm. when I was at 250, 255 was when me and you were working out hard. Um, cause I got one picture from Gotti's wedding and that was mm-hmm. right after we gra- I graduated and I was at 255 at Gotti's wedding. Okay. And I, my wife saw that picture. She was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. I was, <laughs> yeah. I was looking good, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so I've been doing that. Uh, and, and when I got into it, reading the books and everything, I really feel like I'll be able to transition a lot of the pieces and elements over into a normal life. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Because it really just focuses on protein. That's that's what my lean and green is. It's focusing mm-hmm. on protein. And uh, so, so again, um, feeling great right now. Uh, that day three or four got a little sluggish, but not too much. Uh, but see, since since day four is when they estimate you're really in fat burning. And uh, so, brother, just uh, next so time you it, see that picture, don't think I'm on that stuff, or don't think I got that wrong. <laughs> so, what's the what's the name of the diet? Octavia. Uh, Octavia. And I realized when I talked to her the first night, she never would tell me the name. Uh, but she gave me enough clues that I'm a smart and intelligent man. I can go Google and find it. Uh, but, but why uh, wouldn't she want to tell you what the name? Was? I don't know. I don't know. I just I realized, like we talked for like an hour that first night, just kind of when I was asking and inquiring about it. I got a phone my wife. I was like, "Hey, you know, you realize she never said the name," and I was like, weird. "Yeah." So I don't know if that's a don't want you to go Google it before you pay your money or what. You know what I'm saying? You know how folks are. Hmm. So she never would. She never. She and I never asked directly, but it, you know, you. Would, I mean, you in all the stuff you're telling me about, she never mentioned the name. Never mentioned the name. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, I went Google it, and, and again, look. Every everything ain't for everybody. I'm I'm a diehard researcher. I'm a Googler. And so mm-hmm. when I've decided to do something, I'm not easily influenced one way or the other. Like I, I almost told her, like, hey, me calling you is already me telling you I'm probably gonna do this. And yeah. my decision to do it is based solely on me. Period. Like nothing else. Yeah. Like it's all in me. Looking at my checkbook, seeing if I can afford to do this and how long I can afford to do it. And figuring out, you know, I want to look to see about, so I did Google because I did want to see about transitions. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I ain't going to be stuck paying nobody. I'm going to tell you, for me, it was 400, 400 to, for the food. I'm mm-hmm. like, I ain't going to be stuck paying $400 a month for no food. That's crazy. I can't afford that. Um, I said, so So I did Google, like, transition plans. How do you move off of it to stay at healthy weights? Because I didn't want to get on something that ended up, you know, in six months. And I came off in two and I'm back heavier than I was before. So, yeah. so I started looking at that and reading a lot of stuff like that. But I was like, my decision to do it has nothing to do with what I read about how others felt about doing it. If I feel like it fits my life and I've seen other people whose body dynamics was probably similar to mine and whose mm-hmm. lifestyles are similar to mine as far as how, how often we're in meetings and work and all this other stuff, I'm like, and I've seen success and I've seen results. And one dude's yeah. been in it for over a year now. I'm like, so that just my mental model – I, I don't I don't wait for other people to approve me to do so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I didn't know if that's why she didn't give me the name or whatever. But I say this the so like the packets of food they send you, it's not great. It I mean it's it you tell me a diet food that is good. So Yeah. <laughs> but I eat, you know, I got some of course it's heavy bars. That's that's what everybody bank on. So it's a lot of bars, a lot of shakes. Um they got I do get a couple of hot meals that I usually try to save for lunchtime at work. Cause I just like to have some hot. Uh, so like, mm-hmm. there's like a little packet of, of uh penne pasta and meat sauce as a packet of chicken and rice soup. And then there's a packet of creamy mashed potatoes or something. I think those are the three hots I got. And mm-hmm. I use those to eat at lunch during work. And again, brother, when I tell you it's, it's literally like a half a cup. It ain't, it still ain't nothing. Um, it ain't a lot. I, I yeah. think my calorie count is about 900 to 1100 calories a day is my intake right now mm, okay um, but again i haven't been starving i eat every two <laughs> two to three hours uh and and feel like i got a lot more energy already 
so I'm excited to see where the journey go, man. I'm trying to trying to get back down to my fighting weight for my 40th. Is it um? Do, do they talk about when to eat, or you just yes. eat when you're hungry? No, no, no. You you have to eat every but every two. You have to have a fueling every two to three hours. Gotcha. Every two to three hours. So I use it kind of, I set a timer. Every time I eat, I'll set a timer for two and a half hours. And then so mm-hmm. so it kind of reminds me uh, to make sure to eat. Um, it does talk about, it don't talk about nothing. Like I don't have to stop. If I stay up late at night, If every two to three hours that you awake, you need to eat one of the fuelings. Uh, mm-hmm. I do, you can eat your lean and green anytime during the day. But I'm like, yeah, I ain't going to never eat that in the morning or at lunch. I, I like to eat with my family. I like a dinner. So I always mm-hmm. eat my lean and green at dinner, um, and I've gotten very creative with with the um, with my my lean and green. I mean, uh, like yesterday, I made I took a zucchini and made some zucchini uh, pasta, uh, and I sauteed me some shrimp. And there's a dude, uh, um, dang it, what's his name? Uh, Hughes D Hughes, H U G H E S, bro. When you go to the grocery store, look at mm-hmm. D Hughes. All of his stuff is sugar-free, banging, mm-hmm. banging, mm. banging. He got a sugar-free barbecue sauce. He got like three or four marinades. So I marinated in his lemon and herb, garlic herb uh, marinade. Mm-hmm. It's only 10 mm-hmm. calories, dog. <laughs> wow. 10 calories, no fat, zero zero sugar, uh, only like two carbs, I think, total. Uh, mm-hmm. And the fats, the fat is from the healthy, is from the like sunflower seed oil. So it's healthy fats. Okay. His barbecue sauce is banging. I think his barbecue sauce is on like twenty calories. Uh, it's a black dude, and uh, it's. I mean, it's. Well, I wouldn't name a D Hughes. I wouldn't think he was a white. Dude. Yeah, yeah, nah. It's, yeah, your brother. Uh, his stuff banging, bro. I told my wife, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm. I, I can see. Uh, again, it's a little more expensive than other stuff, but not that much. It ain't like mm-hmm. eight dollars a bottle. It's still like three or four dollars, and they sell it at Walmart. Um, mm-hmm. but nah, his stuff is 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 banging. It's banging. Uh, other night, Friday night, I came home. I made me some uh, smashed cauliflower. Uh, I, I threw it, cut, turned on the pellet grill, and cooked me a, a filet mignon because I can have extra lean meat uh, steak. Mm-hmm. Uh, did me a little, did a reverse sear on the filet mignon, and uh, and did some some steamed broccoli. I thought I was in heaven, bro. It's best meal I ever had. Mm. It's, it's, it's one oh, of the wow. best meals I've had in like two years. I mean, easy like a year or two. It was amazing. Wow. It was amazing. <laughs> so. I ate cauliflower rice. I'm gonna make some gumbo tonight um, to 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 seal up for the week. Uh, so I do a lot of meal prep on Sundays, uh, and mm-hmm. then um, and, and like I'm gonna make this. Uh, I, I found this recipe for a uh, spaghetti squash chicken enchilada. So I can have mm. chicken. It's one of my lean meats. Uh, I can have spaghetti squash, uh, and I can have like a half a cup of um, of low fat uh, cheese, uh, mm-hmm. and all that kind of fits into my requirements. Um, so it, it, it's, it's, it's really, uh, it hadn't been bad at all, man. I, I mean, it really yeah. hadn't been bad. And I, I really think somebody could do the same thing using the very same principles and just, you know, figure out what fuelings, like what kind of bars and stuff they sell out there, like at Sam's or Costco or something like that. Mm-hmm. They kind of fit to keep you under that fat carb and calorie count that you want to be at and just buy it. Cause that's, that's really what my plan is. I'm like, Hey, when I transition off, I'm probably gonna go back to eating a, eating something, eating a meal for lunch and a meal for dinner, uh, and mm-hmm. then I'm gonna find a good shake that I think fits kind of in the calorie count that keeps me where I want to be, and I'm gonna find a couple of protein bars 
to to interact throughout those. And I think I think with that same, you know, eating every two to three hours, I think I'll still be able to to fit this lifestyle back into to to kind of how I go forward from this point mm-hmm. forward. And I told my wife, I said, you know, if I want to I want to splurge, you know, in the fir- end of the first month, I said the splurge I really want, I think still even fits there. Uh, we got a barbecue restaurant here. And the favorite thing he got from me, man, he got bi- he sell beef brisket burn-ins. And boy, are they tasty. <laughs> I said, I just want a big plate of beef brisket burn-ins. I don't want nothing else. I don't want no bread, no nothing. Just beef mm-hmm. brisket burn-ins. And I was like, that's really all fat and protein. <laughs> it, yeah, it really, I love burn-ins. Oh, it's the man. greatest meat ever. Hey, ne- next time y'all come up through Chattanooga, we got a new place called Charlie's. Bakery, mm-hmm. barbecue, and bakery. Hmm. Remind That's me to take you there. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. He said during the week, like on I think it's special on Wednesday and Thursday, is pork burn-ins, and on Friday and Saturday he got beef brisket burn-ins. Mm. And they are boy, it's in his he. I mean he. I'm gonna have to you. You got you got a Charlie. Charlie is my man. Uh, he is he is my fat friend. Uh, mm. and, and me and my wife even met him and his wife. I mean, they great people. Uh, mm-hmm. the first time we went, they, I mean, they, they came in and sat down and talked to us and got it up. And so they respond to you in faith. I mean, they, dog, they are, they just great people all around. Mm. So, uh, like this week he had, uh, his special was a, on Wednesday was a big kahuna. It was a toasted Hawaii, uh, King's Hawaiian bun with their pulled pork, smoked spiral spice ham. A, a, a charred pineapple ring and teriyaki slaw. Mm. He has some great flavors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Uh, he has a uh, a barbecue corn uh, barbecue on top of a cornbread waffle. That's pretty mm. spectacular. Uh, he had barbecue nachos. That's amazing. Uh, he had beef brisket chili when it got hot. or got really cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, with and you got a side of jalapeno cornbread waffles with it, like dude, he's it's 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 spectacular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I dig it. Uh, yeah, you said burn ends. I'm now. <laughs> so he he's my man, man. That's that's that's. But yeah, so it, or so I want either you know my 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 spurge either wants to be Charles or Radizio Grill, a Brazilian steakhouse. I oh, said, yeah. hey, both of them fit into my plan. I don't think they throw me off my my, my meals that bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's all protein yeah. at Rodizio. That's it, baby. That doggone uh, picana, whatever it's called. Picanha, boy, that's, it's the best. It, it is. <laughs> it, we didn't even get to talk about it after we kicked on the show. Uh, that that we have a Rodizio and you got a chance, you and the fam got a chance to come up. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Rodizio better than all the rest of them. I do too. And, and so this was your first time finally having the grilled pineapple. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a I, dessert by itself. I, I had had that several years ago. Had told you about it, and then mm-hmm. and, and when I got here, I was like, not only do I have a Brazilian steakhouse, but they have grilled pineapple. It changes yeah. your life. It's life changing. <laughs> well, dog. Speaking of pineapple, so I can't remember how me and my coworkers got talking about this, but he said. Um, one of my coworkers was like, hey, you, you know what the pineapple mean, huh? And, and all of us were like, no, it, it was just a defensive staff meeting. And he's like, uh, you know, pineapple is a, a sign or a signal to let other people know that you swing. 
And I'm what? like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? He said, yeah. He said, a lot of people, and, and I've noticed it in neighborhoods, but I've never paid any attention to it. He said, they'll have a statue or uh, a concrete, uh, I guess it's just, uh, just a statue of of a pineapple. And sometimes it'll be placed upside down or whatever. And that's to let people in the know and other swingers know that that is a house that swings. It'll be at the mailbox or it'll be at the front porch. And also people will have stickers because on my way home Wednesday night, I saw a sticker and I knew I'm like, oh, so, you know, of course, my next question was, how, how do you know? You know? How you know? Yeah, he's like, no, nah, you know, I got some friends in high school and they into that. I mean, they still my friends and, and they they tell me this. And that's one of them things that if you're not in the know, you wouldn't know. And so. I Googled it, just like everybody else in there Googled what? it. And, yeah, and it, it's, it's for sure. I'm Googling the, right the, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A pineapple yeah. that's placed on your porch or mailbox by swingers lets everyone know that there's a swinger party going on. Mm. And a pineapple that's turned upside down is when there is someone looking for a swinger party. Mm. Yeah. Ain't that something? I need to tell my yeah. wife. I need to make sure she knows that. <laughs> yeah. My wife so, loves pineapple. <laughs> I love pineapple too. I'm just not gonna have a statue of it. It's I don't like, love it that much to have a statue yeah. of it. And and I darn sure don't love enough to put it on my my, my front porch in the mailbox. <laughs> Brother, I did not. Oh, that's okay. That oh, that's. I, I just wonder who, in a right mind, was like, we gotta figure out a signal to let people know that we down for the get down. <laughs> and we also gotta figure Pineapples. out a signal to let them know. That when we looking to be down to get down. <laughs> Dude, let's do pineapples. Doesn't never figure it out. <laughs> pineapples. Why pineapples though? Why pineapples? <laughs> wasn't it ain't wasn't it one of uh Kevin Hart's stand ups that his safe word was pineapples or something like that? I don't do know. Do you remember that? Oh, I could I have sworn it was one of Kevin Hart's uh <laughs> maybe it wasn't Kevin Hart. Uh, but I could have sworn one of his was was pineapples, uh, <laughs> dude. I'm with you. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought that, man? <laughs> and I mean, if you think you've seen pineapple figurines and statues on people's porches, I know I have. But you know, I'm like, you know, I I never looked at it and be like, mm, why? They, you know, I just. But watch when you ride ride around your neighborhood and see how many pineapples you got out there, bro. That's crazy, man. That's. To let a woman know that you're not comfortable with what's going on. Oh, yeah, here, here. My safety here. word is pineapples. It's a word. Pineapples. <laughs> the reason why I use pineapples is I don't like saying shit like stop. Get the fuck off me. Let me go. I don't like it. Because maybe like a bitch. <laughs> pineapples. Different. I told you what it is. We both understand the meaning of the word. Now, here's an example I, of how you use it. I just need Ladies. to go and play that out real quick. Pardon for our, for our fr- family-friendly listeners. I excuse that bad language we use. I use that. But, yeah, Kevin Hart's word was pineapples. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I wonder is that where they got that from, man. But no, that, that's a safe word. That was like six you, years ago. You know, <laughs> there is a group for everything that you can think that might be deviant or weird. Like there's a whole bunch of people that that do the same stuff. That's right. That's crazy. no matter what it is. If you, if you like, you know, picking your toes and and, and chewing your toenails, <laughs> like there's a group that does that. <laughs> Speaking of groups, have you seen the Facebook commercials for groups? I have. The kazoo one. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, yeah, that was ridiculous. That that is my favorite commercial of all time. It makes me want to buy a kazoo. I love that commercial, Big Drake. Them kazoo people, you so you don't like, bro? You see that commercial? Didn't make you want to buy a kazoo? Hell no! <laughs> it made me want to stomp on every kazoo I come across. It's annoying. I love, no. I love that commercial, bro. I love that commercial. The kazoos, man, I love the kazoos, but, man. Like I said, there's a group for everybody. Everybody, bro. Everybody, everybody. D- <laughs> D lineman that like the D. They ain't got not in my room. <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! See, this is what happens when people don't have sports. When you don't have sports, to... <laughs> yeah, we're talking about upside down pineapples and kazoos. <laughs> hey, I did want. I know sports world has been been put on hold, but in fam, this show probably be a little shorter than our normal shows. Because again, we ain't got the sports to talk about. <laughs> I did want to talk about a couple things. We do have sports to talk about. We we gonna talk about that to the very end. Anyway. This is our normal. This our normal first forty five minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <sighs> uh, and I haven't been getting feedback. Hey, hit us up and let us know some feedback. I know our dynamics have changed a lot. We really have fun. I think we have fun, fun more fun the second go round than we ever did the first time. <laughs> I agree. All right. But you know what? I, I do think it, it's, it's just the, the way both of us have matured. I think the first go round, even though it's always been clean, yeah, but it was a little bit more X-rated. It even was. Even though <laughs> it was nothing X-rated. You know what I mean? It yeah. Was just, we still push the limits a whole lot more. Yeah. Our, our maturity level's a little lower. Yeah. Now we talking about Jesus and the well-being. And we kumbaya. Leadership. Yeah. We might have lost some listeners. Who knows? Like, hang on. Hey, give us some feedback on what you think. Do do do. Uh, uh, let me hold on. Let me preface this. It probably ain't gonna change how we act, but <laughs> I mean, we, I mean, but I would like to know if it's helping you. Something. Stuff. We, yep. we, yeah, we might, you know, help out. We, you know what I mean? We, we we're always looking we for might. new material and extra stuff. We yeah, want, we want to get a family what they want, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 core of us. I mean, it's just what it is. We we we're we're much older. We have matured. We have, a, a, I think, a better insight on just the, life, just humanity, is, and the man. well-being of others. We've been through a lot now, of experiences know, we, since then. Yeah, we still crack our jokes and have a good time, and we'll call a crackhead a crackhead. That's right. But- <laughs> <laughs> We're still the people you want to kick it with. I mean, yeah, they ain't right. never changed. You still want to kick it with us for sure. <laughs> yeah, it, but it has changed. Yeah. Man. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm loving We've it. evolved. We've evolved, man. I love it. Uh, give us a feedback, man. Hit us on, on any of our uh, the Instagram or, or Twitter. Or uh, most of y'all that listen to us probably know us. And if you got our yeah. sales, text us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let yeah. us know. Hit us up on the website. Uh, there's an email button on there, man. You can definitely hit us up and let us know what you think on that too, man. Hey, I, I like I constructive criticism. I do too. I do. If, if there's areas where I can prove, like, hey, man, that was really funny. Y'all probably shouldn't have went 35 minutes on it. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Let us know now. Let us know. Hey, so the big sports talk story before – uh, the story was no sports. Uh, what? Oh, I hear Baby Kai getting it in. Get it in, and Baby dog, Kai. He, he downstairs. I didn't know you could hear that. He downstairs. <laughs> Jack Jack is getting it to him. Bro, that, that little dude, that's something else. Bro. I mean, he is. He, he like a Sour Patch Kid. Because one minute, 
he like, this is the, the sweetest, hardest baby I've ever seen in my life. And he's he's converted me to, to follow Jesus. Oh, my God. And then in the next minute, you're like, okay, that baby's possessed. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I don't... I don't have kids and I don't ever want Oh, kids. my God. And so, now that I do have kids, I want to give them back. So, Big Drake, you hear that? most people, the third one is the one that makes you never want anymore. Mm. Most folks, the second one, after that second, you be like, I could do this. And you mess up mm-hmm. and go and do a third. And so me, my, uh, uh, me and uh, 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 Pastor Bird, both of us, and others I've met, it's like, hey, when that third one come, bro, like you realize that's it. That you don't want no more. Mm-hmm. The Lord blessed y'all the second time to say, you know what? We good. This, <laughs> this nah, we but probably you know straight. what, man? You you know, you know my heart for kids. I know, I know. Like, if I could have fifty kids, I'd have fifty. If I could afford fifty <laughs> kids, you had I'd have fifty kids. <laughs> I, I mean, the, my I'm sure only, I'm sure Booker would I, have something to say about that. She, she ain't got no she ain't, she ain't got no say <laughs> My only I ain't even say it's a regret, because I, I, I only have one regret in life, but I wish I'd have started much sooner. Much sooner. I, mean, I, 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 I wish. How many you think y'all? I, if you would have started sooner, how many you think you would have? How many realistically, with with everything you know, your life and all that stuff, how many do you think you would have wanted? Like I want fifty. I'm <laughs> I, 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 I'm not joking. Like <laughs> if if. Just because I'm away and yeah. the finances with daycare and you know, like if if that wasn't a major factor, which that is the factor, I have I'll pop out two more right now. <laughs> let me go. Let me go drive all the way crazy. I'm gonna give four more at the house. <laughs> I mean, because even you know, I talk about baby Kai, and he can be a handful at times. But sometimes I just sit there and I'm looking at it and I'm laughing. Yeah, and it's like, why are you laughing? Da, 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 da. I'm like. I mean, this is this is really a, a miracle and it's a joy. You know, we created a human life. And yeah, yeah, he's going through a little something right now, but I mean, this is really a pleasure to see because we get to see a human being transition from every aspect of their life and to also help teach and nourish and, you know, equip mm-hmm. and send them. You know, just, just not the only thing I'm a, you know, being a parent is, is the most rewarding and most scariest thing ever. I agree. Because <laughs> you don't in, know what you did good to the end. <laughs> well, you're experiencing this now with 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 Tony driving. Yeah, like I'm afraid. You know, my kids are four and one, and yeah. I'm already afraid for them to drive. Yeah, you know, I'm on the road a lot, and and people are just jerks, man. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it's just my, jerks. My son don't get off at, at from work to you know twelve thirty one o'clock, and on the way home, and like we talked last week about whether it's the police or just other crazy people on the world. Like it's tough. It's tough to sleep uh, before it really he gets is. home. Yeah, and and people. I mean, if, if if you're not a minority, minority, like having your kids being, and I, I, I coming from law enforcement, having your kids uh, being fearful of your kids being pulled over by by cops is is a real scare. And I was talking to my brother just about this yesterday because Chicoma and Kai had a birthday party right around the corner, and Erica was going to take him. I was going to stay home and tidy up and, you know, do some stuff around the house. Well, it was Kai's nap time and, and she called me and she's like, can you please come get him? And that's, that's, that's one thing I do love about Kai. Like when it's time for him to, to go to sleep, he ain't with all that. Like he wants his bath and he wants to be put down. 
He ain't trying to stay up. He ain't trying to fight it and watch TV or play. Like, well, he ready to go to bed. He ready now. to go to bed. Like now. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, sure, I'll walk over there. So I'm walking. And naturally, I'm not home much. But I'm seeing a lot of the new neighbors. And they looking at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> you realize I've been in this neighborhood since well it existed. You. Yeah. <laughs> like you moved in six months ago or even two years ago. I've been in this neighborhood going on 11, 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we've been here. We've been here. You I knew. am the longest tenured resident on my entire street. <laughs> That's saying a I lot. was the second house on this entire street. Now you've been here. It's full of houses. That's this right. whole neighborhood is full right. of houses. That's right. I was the second house on, on my block in maybe the sixth or seventh. In the neighborhood, in the whole neighborhood, because you looking at me. In, who moved in, in for in, you or Jeff? Jeff did, but and, and he's did. gone. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he's gone. The 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 couple that were the first on my block, they moved. Um, the neighbor to my right, he moved, and there's a new guy there. He's been there for a while now. Uh, that's that's Matthew. Matthew, my dude. Shout out to Matthew Rice. Big shout out. He's a good good cat. Good cat. Mm-hmm. Um, to my left, um, that was the pools and Tommy, Tommy and Caroline, Tommy was a businessman and he was young, but he was a businessman in, in Atlanta. He decides to quit the corporate world. He, he enrolls back into Auburn and now he's a, he's a vet. He's a doctor. Wow. And, and of course, once he, once he Big graduated and got that vet money, he, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he went ahead and, and dipped level out of Level up. Yeah. So, but my, my, and I had to apologize to my brother because I went on a rant. Just the looks they were giving me and how they were making me feel. I'm like, I've been here. And I, I know I'm a big black guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I, I know I have a daunting presence, but, and I, I can understand how it, I may look, you know, just walking like, like I'm a fearful type of person, but, and I got the sweetest heart of anybody. That's, That's right. all I do is care That's about right. people. That's right. But they looking at me and I it really and I'm starting to relive and, and those emotions the way I was feeling is starting to be brought up right now because I'm getting a little spirited. But I just really hate that they think white privilege is something that we fabricated and made up. I that everyone it. is treated fair. Yeah. That black people are not uh, that that why why are we afraid of the police? And you know, the United States has an ugly, ugly, ugly history when it comes to race. Nobody wants to acknowledge it. They just act like we just made this up to to say, well, this is the reason why we didn't get the job. It has to be race. Or, and no, let me, they will acknowledge that the history occurred, but they just believe that a magical switch turned and everybody changed their views. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's the past. That's exactly what it is. Why do we always talk about the past? Do you not think that the past is still prevalent? No switch happened. No switch <laughs> happened. And the people that hated me then, they are still remnants, if not more, of the same people here now. Yes. <laughs> Rules yes. have been put in place where they can't do some of the stuff that they used to. They've had to find new ways to do it. And they're still doing it. That's right. I mean, I'm I'm living it now. Like <laughs> and, and you know, I and this is just being honest. Like, there's a couple times a week that I will still have dreams about the sheriff's office. Yeah, man. Like it, 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 it's a, it, it stresses me out. I still think about it daily because 
I was done wrong. And so many people that have done wrong. And Sheriff Jay Jones is a straight racist and a bigot. And he's been doing stuff like this forever. And ever nobody's since ever called him out. Nobody. And nobody's ever called him out. I've, no. I've been the only one that's been brave enough to say, you know what? You're not going to continue to do this to me and any and everybody else. Right. He's done it to so many people yeah. because he's in the power of position. Yes. Like yep. he is the sheriff of Lee County, which is like the third or fourth biggest county in all of Alabama. He has deep, deep political pool. I mean, I've seen in my case some of the things, man, uh, the, the, the judge has been reassigned like three or four different times in my case. Why is that? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Well, um, I wonder how many have any of them been reassigned because they recused themselves, or were they forced to to, to change it up? That or they I just, don't know. Or they just keep delay. Or they keep reassigned just to delay it to try to try to out to to, to extend your money out. Correct. Correct. I, I think that's part of it. Yeah. I think part of it has been um, they. I'm pretty sure maybe, and I'm this is all assumption. That's right. Maybe one person was like, "Oh, I can't get involved in yeah. this." But I'm pretty because at one time I had a um, a black female judge, and then all of a sudden it gets reassigned. Now, oh yeah, I think no, in that yeah, instance, we need to get that case off. We need to get this case exactly, off. Exactly. Yeah. No so, way we letting this go to case with her. Yes. So. I mean, it, it, it's been a stressful, stressful thing. And I don't get stressed out about much, but this sheriff's office stuff stresses me out. And, like, now it's gotten to the point, anytime I'm in the county, because I, I told you the time that I went to go pick up some yeah. of my stuff, he, he kicked me out of there. Yeah. And I, I could see the hatred in his heart for me. So anytime I have to go through the county, like I had to go to uh, Columbus for my, my pre-op, I exam. You go five and, miles under the speed limit. <laughs> I mean, when I when I was riding through the county areas and I saw a Lee County Sheriff's Office, I was nervous. I'm like, I, I just because because I know and Feel I like yeah. I, I've well, I've been I've seen working there the nasty and shady and dirty stuff he's done to people. Yeah, yeah. So now you already know to expose him. <laughs> if he want to target you, he yeah, will try to come at you. That's right. Yes. So all that's a worry. So it really rubs me the wrong way that it is. And it's not all white people. And I think, I think most white people are are really, and this not even white people, just most people in general are good. I think a lot of times they're naive. I and I think sometimes because they're not racist, they, they think nobody else is racist <laughs> or if they don't. And I, I I don't like throwing the word racist around a lot because that's a strong word. It is. But if they if they don't have some prejudices. And that's, that, what, that's what I was going to say. I think when we start talking about the types of stuff and behavior, mm-hmm. everybody clams up because if we use the word racist, I think yeah. in my mind, in my heart, I believe probably only 20% of people are actually racist. Yes, but I do yes. believe there's 60 to 70% that have unconscious biases. Yes. And that's yes. the the problem is the unconscious bias. I can deal with racists because mo- usually they can't hide their stripes. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't want to deal with me and no. I'm going to deal with you. That's cool. right. It's the unconscious bias piece that we got to admit happens and that's prevalent. I think the unconscious bias impacts us more than racism ever did. Yes, the unconscious yes. bias is where the, the 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 wealth gap has come in. The unconscious bias is where the education gap comes in. All of those, I think, are related to the unconscious bias. 
Yeah. Well, you know, like everything in this country, everything, laws and and you talked about the banking and the financial institution, everything has been done so we could not excel. That's right. Everything. That's right. Everything. That's right. And to the point that they had to make rules to force us to be allowed to participate. (laughs) Yeah. And to vote. And I mean, so. (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure I told the story, but I'm gonna tell it again just so people. And, and all of this really came about. So we you know there's no sports on. So ESPN, while I was cleaning up and the kids were at the birthday party, it was the history of basketball or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch this, and I'm thinking it's really gonna be the history of basketball, which it was, but it was more like the black history of basketball. And it was talking about Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell and the integration of the sport and the you know and and Roscoe. Uh, Oscar Robinson, and he was talking about that. Uh, he's like, I know this, this happened when I was a kid, and I should get over it because that's what they tell you, but I can't get over it. I'll never get over it because I was a kid. And for people to do this to black kids, yeah, like I would never get over that because we were kids. And how could you do something like this to kids? Yeah. And, and that just goes, that just shows you how deep the hatred was. And I had to start watching it because that's what it was about. <laughs> it, it was about like- how. Black athletes were being done wrong in basketball. I'm going to make these white people in my neighborhood know I'm something wrong because I'm going to choke one of them out if I keep watching this. (laughs) So, and I I know I've told this story a hundred times, but for me, I've got a new listener. I'm going to tell it. So, this is when I was uh, coaching high school basketball at Lyman Ward. We had a basketball tournament in Montgomery. We weren't very good, so we got bounced out that first round. This was like the playoffs. Right. And so I'm like, hey man, my, I'm talking to my head coach. My um, my wife actually works like right around the corner. You mind? We go, hey, let's go see him. Of course, we're in our basketball jumpsuit attire. And um, I walk in, and you know, people know me. Now, normally when I went, I was uh, in Montgomery because of work, and I was always in a suit. But the lady at the front, they said, your wife is over there. No, no big thing. So I'm walking to my wife's office, and there's another white female standing in the the doorway. And she's staring me down, her eyes just reek of terror. She has her <laughs> hand on her chest, and she's breathing hard, like she's having convulsions. She's, and I'm walking, and then wow. as I get closer, and I'm getting ready to walk in the door, she said, oh, oh, I thought you were a thug. Wow. And you know me. And then this, is, this was years ago, but my wife had literally just got promoted, like, Two weeks ago, she had just got this brand new office, and she she looked at me and she like she like she looked at me and just started shaking her head. No, she's like, and I said, um, excuse me. She said, yeah. Ooh, I thought you were a thug, and I'm like, what does a thug look like? What, what's a thug to you? Oh, oh, well, 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 well. well and, and Eric was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> I'm like no, no. I just I got a no. job. I just got a job. Don't yeah. don't give me fired, please, like, baby, like, baby. No. Don't give me fired. <laughs> I need for her to explain to me what a thug is and why she thought I was a thug. Well, well, I just, uh, and she stumbled and then, I, you know, I, I, sometimes I guess I get loud. I don't know I'm loud. I went like loud, loud, but <laughs> the president of the branch was walking by and she heard me. So she came in and she kind of just stood there and she kind of could sense something was wrong. So she kind of jumped in and she's like, now, Quasey, we, 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 we appreciate the job that you do and we need you always welcome in the office. You can come here anytime you want, blah, blah, blah. I said, hey, I appreciate that. But she said, that I looked like a thug, that she thought I was a thug. And obviously, because, you know, I can get, my wife tells me I can be 
very <laughs> nasty, but still be respectful. Like you, you, you can't say I, I cuss and did yeah. all this and kick me out. But I can I make can, you feel low be, real fast. Yes, so you can make yeah. people feel. Yeah. It, I'm, it, I'm it, intelligent. It, so, I am intelligent. <laughs> so I'm like, I need her to explain to me why she thought I was a thug and why she was afraid. Well, well, uh, 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 well, you know, usually when you come in, um, you have a suit on and blah blah blah. I said that is true. But guess what? My face hadn't changed. I still, I'm still wearing the same face. And and Eric, you know, Eric got real red. And, and it, I mean, but I kept asking the question. I said, look, I'm not upset. See, y'all coming around me. I just want her to explain. Explain. Explain to me why you said what you said. And it's ridiculous. But so the next day, you know, of course, Erica gets home. Oh, well, when that lady finally leaves the presently, she's like, why'd you do that? I said, well, we give a pass to people so many times because we don't want ruffle feathers. Well, she just insulted me. She, I'm, I'm pretty sure she would have insulted any black person. And she just saw a black person walking and see thug is the new N-word. Yeah, you know, it and it, 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 Especially at that time, because they were saying thug on ESPN. And, and when, when the... the um, the the safety for uh, the Redskins, the big kid, the big guy who played at Miami, and when he got killed, like oh he was a thug, and he's yeah. like no, somebody broke into his house and shot him. Exactly. Like that had nothing to do. But people at that time, people were just throwing out thug because they couldn't say the n word, and that was their, that was like their upside down pineapple. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's my you know secret I mean? disguise to say yeah. it. Yep, yeah, it is. It's so, the coded word, man. Yeah, and Eric was like, "Why'd you do that?" I'm like, "We need to start holding people accountable." You say something crazy, and this this is this is a thing that I don't like. Well, I kind of do like it, but I don't like about Trump because, at least with Obama, there was a time where, for years, especially white men, they could just say whatever they wanted to say. It was well when Obama got in the office, and and they saw. The, the uproar for change, they kind of went in the closet they a little did. bit. And, boy, and now that Trump is back, like, oh, my oh, dude, so I can say what I won't say. Yeah. Like, it was joking, but kind of serious. Like, my boss, my head coach said something to me, and I said, I'm about to whip your ass. And he was like, oh. <laughs> 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 and, and like, like no, for I mean, that split second, he saw the look on my face, and he like, oh, knew, oh, I overstepped. He Uh-oh. knew he he knew he had overstepped. Yeah. So he was trying to make like I'm and in then, of course, the, I'm my in DC danger. was like, <laughs> like, I'm happy you said that because he he been a little flipped with the tongue and he he, brought, he said, Man, Trump has got these people thinking they can just say what they want to say. Again. They do. Yeah. We so, got <laughs> Go so Eric so I had the conversation with Erica and she was like, You're right, but I just got the job. I didn't want to So the next morning, as soon as Erica walked in the door, the president was like, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? So Erica scared. Yeah. <sighs> But it was total the opposite of what Erica had thought. She pulled Erica in. She said, I just want to apologize. Those are not our views. We love your husband. He's welcome to me anytime, blah, blah, blah. I had a conversation with such and such, and she's going to apologize. And my thing was, I don't want no apology. I want no apology. I don't, yeah, I don't want no apology because it's not sincere. Years ago, when Erica first started, she was talking to an agent over the phone. And if you hadn't heard my wife on business terms, she doesn't sound like she she's does. Caucasian. That's right. 
And he hey, let's be honest, big. Hello, hello. Oh, stop. You don't no. glaze over that. You don't glaze over that. Let's be honest. <laughs> if you see her ass in pants and you think she Caucasian too, go ahead on. Proceed on. She, she is. And, and recently, I'm going to de- uh, uh, deviate off the, the story for a second. Recently, like, I really like hummus. So I always go to the store and buy hummus and all this and that. So I, I bought this one hummus because the flavor looked good. But when I actually started eating it, it was actually white bean hummus. It wasn't your traditional hummus. Uh. And so Erica came over and she wanted it. And when she reached her hand to dip into it, it was, the same it was her perfect complexion. <laughs> I'm like, now I know what color you are. You're white bean you're hummus. white bean hummus. So, um, my um the guy was talking to my wife and my wife was trying to help him out you know he's an agent and so my wife is in the insurance business and he just went on about how he had to move out of montgomery because too many blacks were moving in and blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> and my wife was like well you do really no i don't think my wife said anything because you know my she's not confrontational as i am i say something that's right so she went to her boss her boss ended up calling the guy blah 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 so the guy calls back to apologize but he was like, well, I'm sorry you had to hear me say that. He wasn't you sorry know, that like, he said it. Correct. Yeah, he's like, sorry so that I he saw I, heard, I said it to a black person. Yeah, I don't I don't want no apologies if it's not sincere. That's right. Like, I had another co-worker. We were talking, we were watching film, and like I said, my head coach, he can say some off-the-wall stuff sometimes, and I just got to check him, and, yeah. I, and I'm not afraid to check him. And I'm checking them in a respectful manner. I don't want people to think. I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey coach. You ain't snatching him up against the wall. No, I ain't doing none of that. <laughs> I ain't going to pretend and come off like I ain't doing none of that. But yeah. I'm like, hey, coach, come on now. So another co-worker, um, we were watching film. And I said, where is this guy? Where is this kid from? This kid from Smith County. And the guy was like, oh, that's the best watermelons in the state. And since I've been there three years, like everybody, white, black, purple, green, everybody talks about the watermelons in Smith County, it gets shipped all over the United States because they're the best watermelons in the state. I paid no mind to it. One of my football players worked in the watermelon packs and he would bring me watermelons. I'm like, yeah, these are some pretty doggone tasty watermelons. But just... Go ahead. Big Drake. Go ahead. ahead. You know, I mean, that like the, the... Watermelons is is next I, to, to godliness. Make sure you get one. Godliness for me, and I've never ever heard about these Smith County watermelons. Yeah, they good. Dog. Oh, they good. Dog. Like it, like the watermelon tastes like candy. We may be uh, made men radio family. We may be on hiatus for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's, 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 it's I have good, been dog. offended like, beyond that. <laughs> that yeah, my best friend has never told me about these Smith County watermelons. Yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, dog. You yeah, may buddy. proceed with your story. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I wholeheartedly didn't take any offense to it. Right. But just the 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 true essence of this person in his heart, because he's a he's a white coach. Yeah. He came in, he closed the door. He said, Hey man, I just want to talk to you for a second. I'm like, oh Lord. You know, he's <laughs> like, you know, I want to apologize if I offended you. I'm like, dude, like, I really don't know what you're talking about right now. He said, Well, you know, I made a comment about Smith County having the best watermelons. And I, I didn't, I didn't want that to. Cause I, he, he, said, he, said, he, he said, "I know our head coach can say some stuff, but I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want you to think I was saying anything, because the kid was black, and I brought up what well, I said. Man, I really didn't take it that way because Smith, Smith, Smith County, County actually does have the best watermelons. 
you stated a fact. Tell. I'm sorry. That's, that's it. It really weighed heavy on his heart <laughs> the whole the whole <laughs> night. And, and and but like that's that's the kind of people you want to be around. That's right. That's he right. Didn't, he he genuinely didn't mean nothing by it. But that's if right. it did offend me. He was hurt that it offended me. Yeah, which yeah, didn't. yeah. I didn't mean anything, any undertones to that, and I want to make yeah. sure that I didn't offend you in any way. Yeah, yeah man. And I'm with you. I don't like I said. Don't don't apologize to me just because. Don't apologize because you got caught. Yeah. Don't don't apologize because you got caught. And that's why I feel many people are only sorry that they got caught, not because yes. they have. I want you to genuinely have concern about the feelings you have. That's what yes, I want you yes. to be concerned about. I want you to be genuinely concerned about, man, I'm sorry that it took this to show me that I had this biases that I didn't know I had before. Yeah, that's what I yeah. want. Because that's when real change starts to occur. It's right. not when you just right. talking just to be talking, oh, I don't want to offend nobody. No, I don't want to be like this. That's what you really should not want to be. Yeah. <laughs> not that you don't want to offend. You should not want to be like this. If you have biases, man, I, I thank come up and I'd rather you come up and thank me than apologize to me. Come up and yeah. thank me for calling out a biases that I didn't know I had. Yeah. Man, I want to yeah. pray and be better than that because I didn't even realize I had that bias. Thank you for showing that to me. That's yeah. that's when in in Big Joy and we talked about this before. If we really want change. I'm like, I'm never going to live in a way, place where everybody treats me the same. It ain't going to happen. I don't care mm -hmm. what y'all think. You can live in that pop to do reality and say that that's all you want to. Yeah, it ain't going to never happen. But I do want to live in a world where, one, people are held accountable, to, uh, equally held accountable for mistakes. So yes. if you make a mistake, you should be held just as accountable as I am. Yeah. That means no matter what color badge you, if you got a badge, a uniform, no matter what your skin color is, we should equally be held accountable. I want them to, I don't want them to get rid of all marijuana. Well, I do kind of marijuana. I don't smoke, but I do think we've criminalized that way more. But I don't want you to get rid of all the crack laws. I just want to make sure that the meth laws are equally as harsh as the crack laws. Yeah. I want to make sure that the heroin laws are equally as, as harsh as the crack laws. I don't want it to now be a oh epidemic about um, opioids only mm -hmm. because opioids meant generally impact white people. Yeah. It should have been a it should have been a drug epidemic a long time ago. And yeah. that we should have been focused on getting people help a long time ago and not incarceration. So we shouldn't have yeah. been putting people in jail because of crack or because of marijuana. We should have been working on getting them help. Now we should try to get people off the streets that are that are aiding in that. But as far as the people that are addicted, let's get them help. But, but now you know, that's you, opioids, you want to get help. But but you see what's going on with the with the marijuana industry. Yeah. Now they made it legal, bro. Oh, oh, because people can make money off of it. So they can get rich off of it. So now it's all good because we're getting rich. You know what I'm saying? Like it's that, that that's that's my issue. That's my issue there. And, and I then, think that's 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 everybody the biggest I know. Every, everybody, <laughs> I don't say everybody, but a lot of people that I know that dip and dabble in edibles and the marijuana stuff, they're white. Yes, <laughs> they heavy into they it. They into it. Like they they'll pop two and go to work. Like it's all yeah, good. It's all like quick. come At on, lunch. <laughs> man. Hey, what, what's that? You nigga, you eat you eating uh are you eating uh fruit snacks? Yeah, yeah something like that. It's a vitamins. Vitamin C B D, that's what this is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Now and you was talking about like say like the documentary about um 
uh, uh, Bill Russell. But even I, other day, I was on on Instagram, I think it was, and they were talking. I seen this article, and he was talking about um, it had a they had pulled out an old video from uh, Ray Charles. And Rachel was probably like sixty or something, and they was asking him a question about Elvis. And he was like, "Man, don't ask I me. Saw that. Don't ask I saw me that. crap about Elvis." <laughs> I saw that. And they, yeah. if you read the article, the article went on to show like it ain't nothing but a hound dog was recorded by a woman named Big Mama Johnson. Uh, I can't remember what her last name was. Um, from Alabama, a jazz singer. Mm. She recorded the song six months. I mean, six years prior to that. The exact same song, yeah. exact same song. He just stole it, and yeah, we give him yeah. credit, you know. And that's what yeah. that's what pretty much Ray Charles like. We gave him credit for stealing black music, and he yes. talked about stealing our style. He like literally, he stole songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like we ain't just talking about oh he dancing black. No, he stole songs. He literally stole songs. Yeah, <laughs> and re-recorded the them. Yeah, but he the king, king of pop. I mean, king of uh, rock and roll. Yeah, he's it. He ain't no king to me. He a punk. That's right. We'll we'll ne- we'll never get. We'll never know. It's important for us to make sure our kids know their their history. But it's mm-hmm. even what's sad to me is we'll never know really how much we impacted history because we'll never know yeah. how much should have been credited to us. Yes. We went here. We yes. took the kids and uh, um, some of our friends came up, and so we went to Rock City. And so now this got this huge attraction. People come from all across the world to come to Rock City and go down to this cavern and in these caves. And they was talking about, you know, giving the story about how this dude founded a herd about this old shaft mine shaft that back in like the forty, the 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 thirteen or fourteen hundreds or whatever, maybe like seventeen hundreds, when like coal and oil, uh, um, um, when we had trains and stuff. And so he found this shaft supposedly that had been abandoned and covered back over before. And I was mm. like, hold on, a couple of questions. Because they showed mm. the areas he crawled into and, mm. you know, before, you know, finding places and how to mine it out. I was like, one, I'll guarantee you he never crawled down in there because if he knew that there was a possibility he died, he sent somebody of color. Now, I ain't going to say it's black, but I'll say it's black, Mexican, or Indian. He sent somebody mm-hmm. of color down in there. And when he realized that they didn't die or after killing a couple of them, he found the right paths and pulled them mm-hmm. out and then he made money off it. That's one. Two, he didn't just find this. I'll guarantee you probably here in Alabama, there were some old Indians that told him about areas that they knew of because they had been passed down through their legacy that were able for them to be able to go into that was out of their stories. He didn't find mm-hmm. nothing. They ain't intelligent enough to find it. He didn't find it. And then three, so you can just go on somebody's land. It was not his land. They still don't tell you nothing about the story of stuff he owned. Yeah. I'm like, who owned this mountain? Who owned the property? But what? However, he's built now a mine shaft and all this stuff. It makes billions of dollars for the last 60, 80 years off of this piece of property. Mm-hmm. Now, I guarantee you what he is. So, all the people that died to help him make this, and they were talking, they had to, even when digging it out, bro, they had to send it up by five gallon buckets. How many white people wow. you think was down there sending this up? And five gallon buckets. We talk Drake. We talking about down 225 feet. That's how deep this thing is. Wow. And you did it a five gallon bucket at a time. How many white people you think was was holding the buckets? Yeah. None. I guarantee you it wasn't none. 
So we'll never our we'll never really know our impact mm-hmm. on history because that story was never written down or never told. And the and, people and, that and, had and it was killed. <laughs> and it's and it's intentional to right. to to withhold our history That's from right. us. Yeah. You know? And, and, then, and so when you t- don't come and talk, I seen somebody, some post, some dude was had an ad on Facebook for redoing baths. So anytime I'm buying some or redoing any of that type stuff, I'll go to the marketplace. But I'm going to also check your personal profile. I'm not going to give mm-hmm. money to people that don't like me. That's just a little mm-hmm. part of me. So I went to his profile. And, of course, last 14, 15 posts have been about Trump. And he going to have the audacity to say in one of the posts, I don't understand why black Americans are letting the Democrats fool them, blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. Trump has done more for African-American blacks, blah, 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 this, blah, blah, that. And I started, I had to stop my fingers from mm. in the reply. Because I'm like, how dare you speak for any in, for black people? And he was he originally from Europe, but he white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's talking about these other countries. You talk about going there, and I've lived in some of them. I've had far more advances, blah, 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 in America. This that I'm like, because you're still white. You white. <laughs> I don't care what yeah. you say, you white. And I'm like, we talk about the wealth gap in America. We're talking about trying to solve it now, but do understand that for 200, 400, 300, 400 years, this gap has been growing. And what yeah. pisses me off is because it was built on my back. Yeah. The money and the wealth that's owned in America today was built on the blacks backs of African Americans. Mm-hmm. Period. It was no, let me back up. It was built one of two ways. It was either stolen from the Indians or built on mm-hmm. the backs of colored people, African Americans and now even Mexicans. And so when you tell me about pulling up by my bootstrap, when you tell me about people just not being willing to work, when you tell me all this other crap, that that to me again takes what we said earlier. You take that history was history and that no portions of it are continuing on today. Mm-hmm. The, the yeah. law of compound interest tells me that for the slaves you sold a hundred years ago, that your great, great, great grandfather sold a hundred years ago, that one slave now makes you a millionaire. The law of compound interest tells me that. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> I, I tell you, I encourage you, man. Go. I I know it's gonna make you angry, and it's tough for you. Tough gonna be tough to live after that. But do yourself a favor and go to that that museum in Montgomery. You and your wife. Yeah, I'm gonna go to that one. Is it that the way that is laid out has never been so clearer to so much clearer to me than it Mm -hmm. is now. Yeah. (laughs) And if you ever get to make DC, of course, the one up there. But but it it just it, it makes me angry because. To your point, the white privilege that they have, even even the privilege you have was built on my back. <laughs> you have privilege yeah. because of me, because of how many slaves you own, or, or whatever the cat, you know, the measuring factor. That's what's built it all today. So, speaking of white privilege, that's a great segue <laughs> into the only sports story there was before everything was canceled. And mm-hmm. that was where are the two greatest quarterbacks of all time? <laughs> I ain't gonna say two. The one greatest quarterback and the other one that's pretty good. <laughs> Tom Brady and this this NFL free agency with Tom Brady and uh, you know the other one that get, doesn't get talked Rivers. about quite as much as Philip Rivers. <laughs> yeah. 
And boom, breaking news. The NFL players have approved the new CBA. Uh, that just came oh, through. Really? Yep, just came through right now as well. Live yeah, on that. Yeah, it must have just, yeah, just, just came through like 30 minutes ago. They were still. <laughs> That's right. And this runs through 2030. And so, again. That's a long, that's, that's 10 years. 10 years, that's a long bro. time. Let me ask you this. Do you really think Tom Brady leaving New England? I don't. I don't either, brother. I think all this stuff, they this smoke in the mirrors, bro. Yeah. Mm. I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, and in the – the Patriots do have a history of, of and, and they have a history of it, but they've been right more than they have not been right. Cutting ties with a player one or two years, right, be, you know, right around that little gray area, and they're like, okay, that's probably was the the best thing to do to to release that player to trade them at that time, you know? Yeah. Um, but we're talking about Tom Brady, and I. Historically, I'm not a big Patriots fan. I'm not a Tom Brady fan because I think they cheat. I think they've been caught cheating. I think <laughs> I it's evidence of them cheating. Even Tom Brady cheating, and and when he and when he was getting questioned about you know the Inflate Gate and all this stuff and a Deflate Gate, and you know one of the things I say, I wish we could, you know, live watch the the him answering the questions and I can just pick apart where he's lying and what he's lying about and all that. <laughs> so I'm like, cause you know, I'm like, it, it, that's the time when I was deep into my craft as a detective. That's so right. I'm like, this dude is lying. So I'm not a big Patriots fan, but the dude is a winner. He has been to what nine Super Bowls. Yeah, he got the rules to prove it. <laughs> this is this is insane. I mean, nine Super Bowls have won six is insane. So I mean he's a talented player. I don't think the Patriots are that dumb to let the most decorated quarterback, the most decorated player in NFL history, leave out of their back door. No, I don't think so either. I don't think they ever let him get into another uniform. Mm -mm, no. <laughs> and, and, you know, if I'm, a pay, if I'm the owner, now again, it's all in Tom's hands because I don't think the Patriots can offer him as much as some other places due to mm -hmm. center cap or whatever. Um, and, and and to be able to field a team around him that's competitive, I mm -hmm. think they're going to need to make some moves. So mm -hmm. I, I think it really all lies with Tom of saying, you know, I do I give y'all a little discount again, but still get still start paying me my worth, though. I ain't going to mm -hmm. go play for 18000 million, which is crazy mm -hmm. that that's a discount. Uh, <laughs> ain't it, though? <laughs> Getting it for yeah, cheap. Yeah, what? but I ain't got to pay for $35 million either. Give me 28 and I'm good, and then use the rest of the 7 million to go put some more weapons around me. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. be, because, again, you know, they talk, pe people have been bad-mouthing Jared Stidham. I'm like, Jared Stidham, no. If Jared Stidham is y'all starting next year, y'all screwed. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. But in the same frame of mind, looking at the system, who Tom Brady is and how he operated in that system, I'm not going to say that in two to three years, Jared Stidham won't, won't be able to step into that job. I, I'm not going to say that either because, <laughs> and this is why, you know, I, I, you can't take anything away from somebody who has the hardware and has the accomplishments, but I do think it's a big part of Bill Belichick's system. Yes. Because every time Tom Brady's gotten hurt, a quarterback has stepped in and has flourished. Yep. It has flourished so much that they've gotten big contracts from other teams. Everybody got paid left the picture. <laughs> from the Belichick system. So, I do think it's a, it's a it is somewhat they don't I don't 
I don't want to say they don't need him because of this Tom Brady, but I do think this is—I think it's more the system than Tom Brady. I really do. Yeah. Whether people agree with me or not, now if if every time Tom Brady had went down, they were losing, then you for sure know it's Tom Brady. But every time Tom Brady has to miss, they win. Are they going twelve and one? No, but they win enough. I mean, they they going. 12 and 4. <laughs> That's right. They're just still balling. Yeah, they, yeah, they, 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 they getting uh, enough games to, to make it to the playoffs and whatnot and whatnot. So I really think if Stenham became the starting quarterback, they would win. Because he's not a bad quarterback. He's not. And then, like you said, in that system, he would flourish. Yeah. And I say, again, you bring Tom back for two to three years, he want to play the 45. I think Stidham, after four years, sitting behind Tom Brady in that system, mm-hmm. I do think I think the I think the Patriots could keep rolling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think that's crazy to believe. Stidham has a lot of the physical characteristics you need. And his demeanor, his poise, kind of how he goes about the game. I mm-hmm. I, I mean Stidham ain't Stidham ain't chunk meat. I mean, he ain't Tom Brady of no shape, form, or imagine. But remember, Tom mm-hmm. Brady wasn't Tom Brady when he came out either. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> neither yeah. was old buddy. That's for the 49ers right now. Like I said, everybody that stepped in, I, I, I mean, it, I'm sorry, that system series, man. So, yeah. so I'm with you. I don't think Tom's going to wear. So what do you, who, what do you think is the best move or the likely move for uh, Phillip Rivers? He need to go fishing. I, <laughs> Phillip still could chunk that peel though. <laughs> <laughs> no, he need to go fish at Philip can chunk that rock, though, bro. Philip can't but, chunk that rock. But out of the teams that are bona fide contenders, yeah, ain't nobody like gonna pick have, him up. Exactly, <laughs> ain't like, nobody gonna pick him up now. Nah. Nah. Because so you know they talked about at Tennessee uh, about Tannenhill, and I thought he played well. But you know you're talking about Tom Brady and yeah. the pieces that they have defensively in the run game and blah blah blah. They also talked about the Chargers. Since Philip is out, the pieces that they have there, like, so they're saying that about the pieces, and you could plug in Tom Brady and potentially win a Super Bowl. I don't think you can say that about Rivers. You have all these pieces. You have a defense. You have a running game. You have wide receivers. We gonna plug in Philip Rivers and and win? Yeah, no. No, no, I'm with you. I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that works. If somebody like that. <laughs> picks him up, it's it's not going to be a contending team. No, I think I think he goes out there. He goes to play for the Jets. Uh, <laughs> mm, Cleveland, <laughs> yeah, they get tired Cleveland, of Baker. Yeah, they get tired of Baker. The Cincinnati Bengals, if they want to have a gap, well, they finna get Burrow. So nope. Uh, I think the 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 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, with uh, Aaron's staff, um, but you know, do you really give up thirty picks for for twenty four picks? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: to me, Philip Rivers is the white James Winston, so I don't understand how he's a hot commodity. <laughs> yeah, and James yeah. Winston's chopped meat. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, really. But let me tell you, uh, the Tom Brady rumors, here's the one that was most ridiculous to me. This is me personally. Mm-hmm. I think if the 49ers even consider, I think this is ridiculous for the yeah. 49ers to consider signing up for a two-year boondoggle when your quarterback took you to the championship. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. 
that's almost as crazy. Well, no, I guess because I understand. But that's as crazy as, as for me as it was when Kevin Durant chose to leave the freaking Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. Like, dog, you leaving to join the team that you had up 3-1? I mean, or uh, 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 2-0, 3-0? No, it's 3-1. 3-1. You took the game and, seven and, and they choked. beat you? Yeah. Like, and he choked. He choked. Which made me think he did it on purpose. That's right. So you chose to leave and join that team? Like, if I'm the 49ers, there's no way I take a flyer on Tom Brady. No way. No, yeah. I, don't, I ain't even calling to ask about it. I don't want Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm not going to mortgage my future for two years of success. When we got to the game. <laughs> correct, correct. And if, and if the head coach had ran the ball, yeah, they would have rings. Now, if you talk about, will I say, would I trade y'all Shanahan for Belichick, then yes, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm contacting New England, it is not about Tom Brady. It's about Belichick. It is not about Tom Brady. For real. For real. <laughs> and, and so with the passing of the new CBA, one of the outcomes is this. Now my Cowboys are on the clock. Because before, under the old agreement, we had an opportunity to put the franchise tag on Dak and the transition tag on uh, Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Transition tag means we can match any offer that came in for Amari Cooper. Well, this new collective bargaining agreement gets away the red transition tag. There is now only one tag available for every team. Mm. So now we on the clock. Uh, Jerry, let's get the checkbook out, baby. I, oh, so I y'all think- got it. I, I, I don't understand this, man. I don't understand. Now, um, I agree a little bit. Do I think Dak should get $40 million? No, I don't. But, and I don't know that I agree that Dak should be the highest paid quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't think he should be the highest paid. But, I'll just say this. <sighs> you did it to yourself. Mm-hmm. So whatever it costs you, it is what it is. Yeah. Because you should have signed him last year. Yeah. Well, you could have got him for 33. You could have got him last year for 33 because last year he was just good. And you had two other quarterbacks out of the same class that were drafted in the first round in those first five, ten picks that had signed the same level of contract. Mm-hmm. So the market dictated you could have got him for 33. You weren't willing to pay him like those other two cats, because you weren't sure. Now, he threw for 5,000 yards. He became great <laughs> at a great season. Mm-hmm. Now you got to pay him. I'm just saying, Jerry, I don't, I think that got you bent over, and he. I did not see him grab a, a thing of Vaseline at all. <laughs> 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 You've had to give it to him. You've had to give him that money, bro. So, really, it comes down to, do you go on to pay Amari first and tag Dak or pay Dak and tag Amari? Because you got to have both of them back. Yeah. I don't see any way that we, the, the Cowboys, don't bring bring both of them back. I don't I don't see that. <laughs> I mean, you got to. Yeah. And uh, I also seen that that your, your Saints tagged uh, Tyson Hill uh, and put, mm-hmm. a, put a first-round tender. So, if anybody offers him a contract, they have to give up a first-round pick to get him. Do you think mm-hmm. Tyson Hill is 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 the heir apparent to uh, Drew Brees? I I want to correct you, but I'm, I'm I think it may be Tyson. Tight Tyson, you right? I'm sorry, they Tyson. Okay. It's 
it has an A between the T and the Y. You're right. Taste yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, I don't think just what Drew Brees did for that city beyond football and winning, I don't think Drew Brees will ever be replaced. I do think to a certain degree, I'm a big, big fan of the head coach, and I think he does have a system in place because Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0. and That true, true. And <laughs> it, it, some games, Teddy threw for 300. Yeah, some games some he threw games, for 67. He threw for 30. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's a bit of the system, and from all accounts, Taysen is a really, really good athlete. We, which which we it's, it's been proven uh, all right. the different. He played fullback, uh, wide receiver, quarterback, halfback, yeah. special team, yeah, kick yeah. upon him. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything. Swiss Army too. That's right. So, uh, you know, playing quarterback in the NFL is is tough. I mean, it's something I've never done. We'll never do. Yeah. But to to be that successful in other avenues of the game, and considering he was a quarterback in college, and they saw his talent level and was like, he's such a good talent, we got to get him on the field, but we can't, you can't bench Drew Brees. Right. So I think whenever Drew does decide to hang it up, he probably is our future. Yeah, I think this year is the last year for Drew. I, I think this is it. I, I think this is the last year. Uh, and I do. I, I think, I think. You're right. Drew would never be replaced, but I think Taysen Hill's story fits the city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he brings his lunch pail to work every day. I'll do anything you need to win. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me where you want me, coach, and I get it. And, yeah. And I think I think you're right. I think what's called system is strong enough. He got a he got great talent all around him. Yes. When you yeah. throw into Michael Thomas, I mean, you get a chance to hand the ball off to Alvin Kamara. I think. I mean. I, well, <laughs> all you got to do is kind of be be gutsy and, and hang in the pocket a little bit. Yeah. Um, so so I do. I think I think they need to. I, I think Teddy's gone. The system earned Teddy. Going to earn Teddy a big payday. Uh, I don't know who's gonna be who's gonna get it to him, but somebody gonna give him a big payday. Do you think he's gonna get a big payday? Yeah, like, I think really? he'll get payday. He's gonna get paid. He mm. he ain't gonna get. Hold on. He ain't gonna get white boy paid. He gonna get white boy paid. Let me go on. Let me let me preface that. No matter how much this was the year of the black quarterback, there's still elements of this this league that still don't think they have. All right, let me let me formulate my thoughts correctly. Mm-hmm. After this year, the league has finally acknowledged our ability. I still don't think they're willing to pay us equal pay. I say that because I think that that may be a little bit of the DAC thing. From last mm-hmm. year. Now this year, they like I ain't got no choice. But last year, I think I don't know that I don't know that they still see can Dak really be a franchise quarterback? Well, why can't he? Why not? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. not? I mean, we made we made Eli a franchise. We made Phillip Rivers a franchise. Why would why not Dak? His numbers have far exceeded anything they had early in their career. Mm-hmm. So why not Dak? So I think. I think that we, and I think even the media, everybody else, kind of, kind of is in the same unconscious bias of, hey, I don't, I don't, so I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is gonna make white boy money. I think mm-hmm. he'll make uh, who's the other black kid um, that got drafted by the Jets, 
Smith. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I see his face, but I can't think of his name. Yeah, like he a backup for the Seattle Seahawks now, you know? Okay. Uh, and he's like, hey, once I got out of that system and them trying to make me run and I'm not a running quarterback, mm-hmm. I seen the interview and he's like, they're trying to make me run. I don't run. He's like, I'm not a running quarterback. I want to sit in the pocket. Yeah. So yeah. stop trying to make me be Randall Cunningham just because I'm black. Like, yeah. play to what I do. And, and he's like, that's, that's not what they wanted to do. Um, I, I think, again, yeah, I think, I think he'll get – so I think he'll get a good multi-year contract. Now, I don't know – if I'm looking at teams, I don't know who would give him the starter job, though. Mm-mm, no. I, I don't think – I don't think he'll he get – You don't think he'll get paid he, he, at all? No. So if I'm looking down uh, – so the Buffalo Bills got a young quarterback. They ain't going. The Miami Dolphins got Fist Magic, but I don't think they believe in him. No. You got the Patriots and Tom Brady. You got the Jets got a young quarterback. Baltimore Ravens got a young quarterback. The Bengals finna draft Joe Burrow, so they got a young quarterback. Cleveland Browns got a young quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers? Ain't Roethlisberger coming back? Uh, I don't know if Raper Man coming back or not. I, I mean, I assume he is. I think he is. I'm always calling what he is. He so, is a walking sexual harassment he, case. He is, all day, every day. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, so but but you only got what one or two more years of Roethlisberger? Yeah, he he, he on the 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 down slope. Yeah, Houston Texas got a young quarterback. Hey, the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know if they believe in Jacoby Brissett or not. I'm pretty sure they don't. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Who's the court quarterback for the Jaguars? In the Minshew. Yeah, they he got up and down. He had them get two three games, and then he went off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Jacksonville will be a good fit for Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, Tennessee Titans, again, looks like they're going to let Tannehill walk. So, I think they're going to be in the need for a quarterback. Uh, the Denver Broncos think that they got a young quarterback. Kansas City Chiefs got Mahomes. The Raiders with David Carr. But you said you said Cam going there. I do. I think Cam going to the Raiders. <laughs> Well, now they're kind of start trying to talk about Cam staying in Carolina. But mm-hmm. if Cam leaves, Cam going to the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, Philadelphia Eagles got one. The Redskins got one. The Chicago Bears. The Bears may be a good Teddy Bridgewater spot. Dude, ain't nobody want no Teddy Bridgewater. I'm just sorry. I'm, okay. I'm just, when, I'm just laying it out there. I'm just when, asking. When he, when he had that horrific injury, which – you know, I feel bad for the for the young man. It's a blessing that he even walking. <laughs> well, yeah, and and you know, last year he had a chance to sign somewhere, and he chose to stay. To to me, that spoke a lot about about I guess the that dog in you. Like he was okay with being the backup, and when he got thrust <laughs> into the starting lineup, he was shivering and shaking. He performed well. Like I said, some games was well. You know, was. Uh, he performed better than others, but when Drew was healthy, it was like a sigh of relief. It was like, "Thank you, Jesus!" <laughs> oh my God! I ain't yes, go back out here. man, get my clipboard back and my headset. <laughs> if I saw that, I think you saw. We that, talked about it. Or the team saw that. I'm not about to pay Teddy Bridgewater to, to not want to be in. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. No, you're right. All right, I'm off that. Teddy, you better stay and get that money, brother. <laughs> Every, I bet Teddy voted yes on this CBA. 
He's like, man, they're going to give me a bump. They're going to give me a raise. I'm good. I'm straight. He sure did. <laughs> I, my my aspiration is to be a career backup. I'm good with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he's happy being a backup quarterback. <laughs> oh, and then, man, before we get off, hey, have you you have seen these memes uh, about uh, if the, the meme I saw said if play too much was a person and it showed Rudy Gobert. Touching all the mics yeah. before he got out. <laughs> like, you don't want to wish ill will on people. But that's one of the situations where, like, I understand. I, I understand now. And then, did you see the one where uh, Donovan Mitchell was giving an interview and Rudy Gobert came, came across see, behind him and rubbed his face and all in his face? See? See? That made me want to have a conversation with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> that's right. But Donovan Mitchell looked at him like, dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, like, yeah, I'll, I'll put these hands to you. If they yeah, if they yeah. ever go to practice again, one of them has to be traded, I think, for this point forward. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we ever become teammates again. I'm just saying, yeah, I don't yeah. know how we ever become teammates again. I think one of us needs to be traded. So. <laughs> yes. All right, Big Drake. I'm gonna let you go so you can get some so go down and get some rescue for for Jack Jack. Uh, yeah, we, we said this wasn't gonna be a long show, but it ended up being the same the same <laughs> as our normal show. Uh, any parting words for the family, man? No pineapples. <laughs> no pineapples. Hey, I'm, I'm, <laughs> only thing I'm gonna tell y'all, man, is in all seriousness. I, you know, Big Drake talked about it. Like, just be clean. Stop all the nasty people. Let's get rid of the nasty people. Let mm-hmm. the coronavirus get rid of all the nasty people. If, if we don't gain nothing out of this epidemic, if it gets rid of all the nasty people, I think we're a better society for that. So, <laughs> wash I, your hands. I, I, I do want to state that the views of Prentice Gilbert, <laughs> his views and his views alone, they did not hey, exemplify the thoughts of the hey, ready. I'm so just saying. We don't want nobody to die. No, no. Uh, let me, yeah, let me, let me back gone. up. If it, if it, when I say gets rid of nasty people, I mean if it changes them from being nasty to clean. Okay, that's what I meant. I'm sorry, not killing them, (laughs) not killing all the nasty people. If it changes, if it rids, if it it get, if it converts nasty people to clean people, then we are a better society for it. But I do want to, in all, all honestly, say this: no matter what's going on. I want to make sure you have a relationship with the man that still sits on the throne. And that's mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yes. And, and so stay prayed up, wash your hands, use your, you know, make sure you, uh, you're using your, all of your clean tools as, uh, uh, as good as possible. Uh, and, and make sure to protect your family, uh, in this time. Uh, this too shall pass. This ain't the first time, won't be the last. And we still survive. So family, no matter what you're doing, stay corona-free this weekend, man. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> it's sir. your boy, Keep It. Big Drake made me a radio show. We out of here. Peace.